Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 122 of The Pulse. David Miles here, and we are continuing with our last installment of our four-part series looking at our 2020 vision. Today, I'm sitting down again with Sarah Goodale, our children's ministry director, Kareem Porter, our preschool director, and Pastor Frank Barker, who is care pastor extraordinaire, as well as Pastor Pete. Once again, you are joining us for the final installment. Thank you so much for taking some time. Last week, we talked a lot about family ministry. We talked about the preschool and children's ministry. Today, we're going to continue that a little bit. In part, Sarah, you are going to be stepping into a role that is going to allow you to invest in some really crucial ways with families in our community. you want to share with everybody how you're going to be doing that? Yeah. So um, this kind of all started <laughs> when Pastor Mark actually went to um, an event, and he kind of heard about the crisis that's going on in our community with foster care and uh, came to one of our staff meetings and said, what can we be doing about this? And I actually have worked in foster care and adoptions for um, about 10 years. So um, we just started brainstorming and kind of thinking about how, as a church, can we address this need that's in our own backyard? Um, So with the elders, I was kind of commissioned to look into what are the needs, how are are there even ways that we can respond or be helpful um, so that's just kind of been a journey that I've been on for like really the last um, yeah. six months, nine months, really looking into um, what are the needs in our specific community. And what I really found is that South King County really has some dire needs mm. um, in this area, even just like King County in general, but in particular our county where we're, our part of the county where we're at. Yeah. What are some of those needs? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the biggest thing just is There are so many kids in the foster care system. There's about uh, over 10,000 kids just in the state of Washington. And um, what's happening in our area in particular is there's not enough foster homes. So uh, when kids are removed, they're being sent far away outside of their community. So not only do they have the trauma of, um, I'm in this terrible situation, I've been enough that I've been removed from my home with my parents, but then I can't even be somewhere that's close to home. I'm going to be sent in some cases, several hours away for placement. And then um, the Seattle Times did a piece last November that was talking about that even in that case, there's not enough room, that we have kids staying in hotel rooms. Um, So I just started meeting with uh, some of the faith um, uh, people in our community that are really involved in this already. Um, Seattle Gospel, our Union Gospel Mission, um, they have a whole uh, program called Foster Support Faith Alliance which is um, everybody who kind of has a stake in this meeting together and brainstorming. How can we um, get involved in this? How can we reach out? Um, And so um, that's kind of where I'm at. I've been to a few meetings. We've done a few things. We've partnered with uh, Callie's Place this year to invite over 100 um, foster girls that are aging out of the foster care system and just letting them know that we care about them and they do a celebration because turning 18 in the foster care system is actually it's a big deal yeah it's a big deal but it's for most of us when we turn 18 it's like an exciting time for them it's that 
they have to figure out their lives that they're 18 there isn't that support so um there's actually 19,000 kids that age out of the foster care system every year that's 52 kids a day that are aging out without a family i mean think about when you went to college or when you got your first job and um you had that family and they don't have that family So just looking for ways to partner within our community. There's some great entry-level ways that I'm finding that are just even um, volunteering at the county to help create a calm environment for kids that have just been removed from their Mm. homes, um, all the way to partnering with foster families to be a support, to be an encouragement to them, to even, you know, maybe fostering or doing respite care where maybe Mm -hmm. you're not a regular foster parent, but you'll... um, be with a kid for a weekend or for a week while a family is gone or out of town. Or, sure. So there's lots of opportunities for um, us to get involved. Even this summer, we did uh, the Japanese exchange student, yeah. which all of the kids that came were actually orphans. Mm. So um, they were uh, they were all chosen and selected and brought over. So all of the families that participated in that, um, that was like an international orphan care That's experience good. that we had this summer. So yeah. And so if I could just chime in because this question's come up it's really helpful to test these ideas out put them before leadership prey on it what you're not saying we're becoming an agency we're not placing kids in but we're adding to the support network for those people that are engaged in in this vital work yeah absolutely so for um us i look at our church and just the amazing family that we are and just we have this culture of small groups right Mm -hmm. the majority of our congregation is engaged in a small group we already have this great network of support that we've have developed here we are kind of this ideal church that could come alongside a family that's struggling could come alongside um, someone that's fostering. I mean, we already partner with Five Maple Place and Passage Point, which are families that are in crisis, families that are needing that support. This is just another um, type of family um, that's in our community that needs that support. They need the church to walk alongside them. And to be honest with you, from a biblical standpoint, I mean, Frank, uh, it's something that we're called to do. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you look at James one twenty seven, I mean, that's we're supposed to be caring for orphans. Yeah. I mean, I even love... Um, Psalms 68, 5 through 6, where it's talking about God being a father to the fatherless, Mm. that he puts lonely in families. The church is a family. Like, we want to come alongside um, these kids that are being raised in crisis, that are being raised separated, and be that family, be that love, be that light in their lives. And whether that's just encouraging and supporting people who are doing the work, like social workers or foster parents, or whether that's your heart is being pulled and how do I get involved? How can maybe I take you know, a kid a couple times a year, or maybe I start fostering, or maybe I want to mm-hmm. adopt. Maybe this is something that God's been working on your heart for a long time. And just as a church, we haven't been having that conversation. So it's not about us becoming an agency. It's just, let's have the conversation because God says we should. Yeah. And and this is an incredible conversation for us to have because as a, as a church, the whole idea of orange, this idea of the church and families, parents coming together to invest in their children. Yeah. I mean, that's really who, who we're all about. That's where children's ministry, youth ministry is all about. Kareem, for the preschool, inevitably there are going to be families that have children who are adopted or possibly foster care kids that, that are a part of um, the preschool. So when you look at the preschool, how do you see this resource um, complementing uh, the work that you're doing as families engage and participate in, in the preschool? We've, we've actually had a couple of cases of families coming through, and at the time yeah. there wasn't this support. I think what a blessing to have 
to work together with Sarah and Children's Ministry to to help these families and and have a home for them. Yeah. That they understand that we are going to walk alongside them. Absolutely. During, during what yeah. I mean, what an incredible resource that most schools don't necessarily have available mm-hmm. to them. So to be able to offer that, Absolutely. just another. Um, great value add, if you will, for families who are walking through this experience. Not only is their kid going to get an incredible biblical uh, foundation from an early age, not only are they going to learn their ABCs, but they're going to have a team of people that is willing to support and walk with them to have community, um, people that can help pastor them and shepherd them through a challenging um, situation potentially in life. Pastor Frank, as, as Sarah's kind of already alluded to, this is not something that's um, that we're just kind of picking up. This is very biblical. All of this that we're looking to do here in, in this 2020 vision has biblical basis, a biblical foundation. That's very true. I think that um, what Sarah has shared, there's a natural marriage between um, adoption and, and care of children and families and the scriptures. <clears throat> in fact, the scriptures, the New Testament in particular, has a very rich content of teaching uh, about adoption yeah and when you think of becoming connected with God uh, there are many pictures in the New Testament of it but the one that we're focusing on here is the picture of adoption and uh, it's taught very clearly that when we become children of God um, we're adopted into the family and God is our father and Jesus our Savior and the Spirit uh, the enabler uh, Jesus was a natural-born child of the Father mm-hmm. of God, but we're adopted into his family. And you only have to look at Romans 8, for example, to see the rich teaching there. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, our, our vision as a church is to live missional lives that communicate the transformative love of God through authentic relationships and acts of compassion. We really believe, and again, this is our, our mission statement, We believe that we want to be a place, a body that can help people know God more deeply, love others more completely, and live life more fully. And and if this vision becomes a reality, it's going to be something that will help us do that. We'll be living our faith out in really tangible ways. We'll be showing love to all people. We'll be passionately imitating Jesus to uh, those in our community. And we really believe that that there's going to be a great deal of spiritual growth that happens as we do this. We're going to witness God changing lives and mending and strengthening relationships We believe that people are going to be restored into full life through Jesus Christ. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we hope that this excites you. The people sitting around this table, the people that that are in and out of the office on a a daily basis as a part of the staff, our elders, um, we're excited about this because we really believe that God is leading us into an exciting five years of ministry. The fact that this is our initiative doesn't mean we're going to stop doing the other things that we're doing, but we're going to place an extra degree of emphasis and intentionality on these areas because we believe that this is where God is leading us to help better serve and invest and care for this community. So we hope that you're excited about it. I want to thank you for listening to The Pulse this week, and we hope that you'll listen to us again soon. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.